This is Nini Mats, the kingdom, the kingdom child, child, with the message of the kingdom of heaven. Now, this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Finally, they said, Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah, the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. Greeting, guys. It is me here with a message of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, guys, this is part three of Jesus as the stumbling block, guys, because we are now speaking about Jesus as a stumbling block. Here, guys, we are talking about him, you know, because people uh, have reasons. People, guys, have have excuses, you know, of not wanting Jesus. And as and guys have been saying this, that their excuses, guys, are logical. They make sense. Yes, they are stupid from the one who knows certain things, but they are logical. You understand? They make so much sense. You know, so here, uh, in the previous one, we were speaking about the fact that he was born in, in, in the poorest village, you know, so he was born in a manga and he was a bastard, you know, so... We were speaking about all of that because we're thinking of a son of God and could not think of that. I mean, guys, hello. I mean, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know about you, you know. But now we are speaking about John the Baptist, guys. I love this guy. Guys, I love John because, you know, I, 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 I think about the way he was born and where he was put, you understand, where he lived. Because, you know, daddy did not want the world to confuse John. He didn't want the world to um, influence John. You know, you know, you know, guys, in every generation, you know, uh, priests or pastors, they start off as God's children and end up as Satan's children. They start off preaching God's message and end up preaching Satan's message in every generation, you know. But particularly with the generation of John, Daddy wanted to bring Jesus. Guys, remember I said that the Bible starts in Genesis 1, Genesis 2, then it ends in Genesis 3. After Genesis 3, Daddy is now starting with the repairs. He's starting to repair men into his former nature, meaning spiritually alive. Because in Genesis 3, Adam die spiritually after disobeying daddy and Satan takes over right there and becomes the God of this age. So we, we were born, I was born in the kingdom of darkness. It started right there with Adam. It started right there in Genesis 3. So right after that, daddy is, 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 is planning to repair men into his former nature. So he's trying to bring Jesus. So he's concentrating on that line, the line where Jesus is going to come you understand and satan is also concentrating on that line because satan wants to make sure that jesus doesn't come guys satan's plan is to make sure that jesus doesn't come because he knows that mm, wow i've killed this younger one so obviously 
that man upstairs is going to try to bring his firstborn to come and save all those who will be born through this younger one who whom I, I have killed. Therefore, I'm going to make sure that I try to follow the line where this younger one is going to be born and kill that firstborn. <laughs> That's why Jesus was taken to the mountain because Satan had to follow Jesus. He had to follow that line. He had to make sure. You understand? So the Bible starts in Genesis 1 and ends in Genesis 3. Then after that, it is the repairs. So the spirit part, guys, has been dealt with. The blood came. The message of the kingdom of heaven came. So that part is, 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 has been dealt with because now I know how to remain spiritually alive because the blood came. But now I need to know how to remain spiritually alive. So I know, right? But, guys, the flesh is still giving us problems and we're still living in this horrible place. You understand? So it's not over. It's not over yet. Until that guy says it's over, guys, it's not over. You understand? So the work is not over. And guys, it's even worse because the pastors were supposed to go about preaching the message of the kingdom of heaven, you know, getting these people saved. After that, making sure that these people know the truth so that they do not disobey daddy, thus remaining spiritually alive. Now, if the pastors decide to take the message of the beast, the messages of money, earthly blessings and riches, people are now disobeying uh, daddy, thus dying spiritually. So someone else now needs to continue and preach this message and making sure that people, after getting saved, they remain spiritually alive by making sure that they obey this man. You understand? So the work, guys, is too much. The work is too much. That is why I've been saying that let us all march and do this work. We owe Jesus that. The guy gave us the blood. He gave us the commands. He gave us the message of the kingdom of heaven. We owe him that. We can go about, make sure that people know that they shouldn't sin because if they continue in sin, they die again spiritually. So people need to know all of that. Nevertheless, guys, so here we are talking about Jesus as a standing block because people don't want Jesus. And I've been saying that people have logical reasons. You know, guys, their reasons are legit. Very legit, you know, but they're stupid. They make sense, but they're stupid. You understand? So I've been speaking about the fact that the Israelites looked at where he was born, how he was born. You understand? All of those things. And they were like, mm -mm, a child of God cannot be born in such a place, cannot be born in that situation. You understand? So they rejected Jesus, you know. So now we're looking at the person who came to Asha. Because Jesus, guys, is a king. You know, a king cannot just... You know, guys, in my country, whenever a president will drive in a certain place, you know, if he's going to pass by our community, you know, I live in a city, obviously, uh, but when a president is going to drive by, there will be cars ushering the president. You know, th those expensive cars, like you see on movies, like those Hollywood movies, you know, the president, there will be cars ushering, you know, and there will be this huge car. I don't know what they call it. I forgot the, 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 the name of the car, but, you know, it's going to be so slow, you know, making sure that people are aware that this important man is in 
that car you understand or oh, this important man is coming behind me uh, behind him you know so a president is ushered how much more a god hey guys think about it you know guys i always speak about these things you know because to our eyes the president is important but if you were to compare Jesus with the president, you will be insulting Jesus. That is an insult. You can't compare Jesus with the president. That will be an insult. The guy is a God. The guy created everything. Everything was born through by and for Jesus. You understand? The guy is great, too great. Angels worship the ground he walk on. They kiss his feet. You understand? The guy is thinking rich. You know, so if he comes here, someone must usher him. And guess who's dead? It's John. John who? John the Baptist. Who was living where? In the forest. I mean, guys, wouldn't you expect someone who lives in a palace to usher Jesus? I mean, hello. I mean, guys, truth be told, if now we are told that a son of a president is coming in our country and is going to live in our country, wouldn't we expect a son uh, of, I mean, guys, a rich person to go and usher and collect and speak and announce, you know, the president's son coming, wouldn't you? Guys, I mean, hello. You know, we watch these movies where, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, guys, what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't want to talk about movies here, you know, but you know, you know, when you watch those movies, you know, where a child of a king, you know, is coming to a place, you know. There are people, important people, who come and, and welcome him, who come and pronounce before he's coming and pronounce his coming because this is important, you understand, to the village, to the city, wherever, you know what I mean? Therefore, Jesus must be ushered by someone. And daddy is not calling a rich guy to usher Jesus. A rich guy does not even know Jesus is coming. Hey, guys. Hey, my Lord. You know, guys, wouldn't you expect the high priest to be the one who ushers Jesus? Wouldn't we expect a pastor, one important, one, one uh, famous pastor here on earth? I don't know, guys. If, I, I, guys, I, I'm not acquainted much with pastors anymore. But, I mean, if there is a famous pastor... I don't know them. You know, I'm, I'm not acquainted with them anymore. I used to a long time ago. But after realizing that they were not preaching what Jesus preached, I just decided to stay away because I don't want the message of the beast. I don't want the messages of money, earthly blessings and riches. But if there is an important pastor, a famous pastor, you know, a celebrity pastor, wouldn't we expect that pastor to be the one who ushers the coming of Jesus? But guess what? Daddy doesn't even announce it to priest. The priest don't even know. But it is the guy who is living in the bush. Hey, guys. Hey, my Lord. Ah, guys, you know, I sit and I look at Daddy and I'm like, hey, Daddy, you like to complicate things. You know, guys, if there's one guy who enjoys a challenge, that man upstairs, I don't understand he enjoys a challenge like that. Why would you take a nobody a non-entity, guys, and nobody to come and usher a child of God, a God himself. I mean, he takes John the Baptist, that guy who can't even afford purple clothes, 
Purple clothes guys are found in palaces. This guy did not even have a dime. This guy lived in a forest with lions there. Ah, with wolves there. I mean, hello, with snakes there. And he expects that guy, who a guy, guys, who doesn't even shave his beard. A guy who doesn't even go to a salon to do his hair. Ah, guys. That guy, guys, can't even go to a salon to, to do his hair. He doesn't even know how. He simply wakes up in the morning and, 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 and takes a journey. <laughs> you know? And Jesus is ushered by someone like that. And daddy expects the priest to accept that. And daddy expects the people of Israel to expect that. Guys, the worst part is that this guy is not coming to even preach the message that the priest were preaching. Mm-mm. This guy is coming with a message of the kingdom of heaven. He says, repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. Guys, I don't know if you understand this. So this guy against all guys, you know, guys, when you sit down and you think about that man and you say, that's why I love this man very much. <laughs> guys, I'm in love with that dude. Because he's got a different mentality. I mean, you wouldn't do that. I mean, hello, I know you wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But that guy did that. A God himself is becoming a nobody, ushered by a nobody. A nobody who's preaching something that is against the Pharisees. The Pharisees were, were the people. The priest guys were the people. And Jesus is ushered by someone who preaches exactly the message they don't know. The message they can't even accept. Now, do you know why Jesus was rejected in Israel? Now, guys, do you know? I mean, guys, now you should be getting a picture. You should be getting a picture of how this guy's life was. Guys, this guy had a miserable life. A miserable life. So here, guys, we're talking about that. I want us to move forward and talk about something else. I'm going to stop here, guys. Thank you.